What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're going to break down week eight of the NFL. And of course, we're going to start off with the recap of Thursday night football where the Bills beat the Bucks 24-18. But before we jump into all of that, go down, like, and subscribe. Comment your thoughts of Thursday night football. Let us hear you down in the comments on picks y'all got. If y'all got any bets, y'all write in. Drop them down below. I'm Paul. Pick a win. I'm Concha. And I'm always joined with. You already know, man. It's your boy, Tap. Water boy, boy. A.K.A. the Dom Dwight, A.K.A. the dumb motherfucker that fell asleep 20 minutes before we had to we had to shoot. So, motherfucker, now we on this bitch late as hell because of my ass. <laughs> all good, all good shit. This is what football is all about, the late nights. Uh, you know, crap. But, Raul, man, I was working on a project yesterday. So, I'm actually watching the Bills versus Bucks highlights right now. Let me know, man, what happened this Thursday night? Because when I got out of school, it was like 20 to 10. When I get home, it's like 18 to 24. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, honestly, it started off, it looked like the Bills' offense was not going to be stopped. They drive down the field. They settle for a field goal, even though they're on like the fucking within the – they're like within the five-yard line. Then they – um. Then later on in the game, they drive down all the way again. I think it's the second drive. They drive down again. Bucks defense makes like a big fourth down stop on the one. And it was like, you know, like it felt like a little bit of momentum shift, but it was another big, I mean, you know, the Falcons know about that since last week. Like the Bucks have the best red zone defense. They definitely showed it. Josh Allen throws an interception, sets up easy field. They score a touchdown. Now it's 10, 10. The bills go down and score a touchdown before halftime. Now it's 17, 10. And honestly, it was just like the bills, only time the Bucks could score was when the Bills fucked up. They were they were getting past the fifty yard line, but their drives always stalled out around the fifty yard line. Um, same thing, second half. Bucks defense kind of tightened up second half. Didn't let anything except for the third down touchdown. Then I mean third quarter touchdown. They score in the last like two and a half minutes of the fourth quarter to bring it within six. Or yeah. Yeah, no, with is it within it was, they brought an 18, 18 24 within one score. They stop the Bills, they get the ball back, 30 seconds left. Baker makes a few nice little throws out of bounds, set up the 60 yard Hail Mary. He gets it up there. And honestly, if Chris Godwin would have turned around a split second earlier to locate that ball, we're probably we're sitting here talking about how the Bucks beat the Bills on a dramatic Hail Mary in the fourth quarter. Imagine. Imagine if they lost that Wait two weeks in a row. Because remember last week they lost a bit to the Patriots. 12 seconds left at the goal line. And so in the week before that, they get the 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 ghost the ghost no call. So like uh like this has been kind of shaky for I mean Bills fans are loving it. Yeah, we won prime time, put the big hat on. But I don't know, they don't look like a Super Bowl team right now. So this is what killed me about this game because I'm I'm hearing the headlines. I'm watching the headlines. I'm peeping shit. Everybody's saying the Bills look to form right now. They're looking like their old selves again, right? So then I'm expecting like, oh, they blew them boys out. And I seen how close the game was. And I'm like, the fuck's going on? I'm seeing the Josh Allen two second second quarter picks. Like they're looking like the old selves again, but it's like their old selves plus a few hundred more turnovers, which already had they had turnovers. So like. What the fuck is going on with the Bills? I think their biggest thing, like the defense played well, but they don't have the elite defense. Matt Milano's out for the year. It's all pro linebacker. 
Uh, Trey White, uh, one point was arguably the best cornerback in the league. Uh, he's oh, out this right. season. Uh, like they're taking some big blows, and even though that Baker and them boys weren't really driving down the field much, that one pick from Josh Allen was like a big equalizer for the game. And and my big takeaway is because their defense isn't like this super elite defense where if you throw a pick, it's okay. Like we'll still win by two touchdowns. It's kind of like you throw that pick. And I said it on the podcast. I was like, oh, this is going to – like if Josh Downs to throw a pick, it's going to be – that. that's why this game's going to be really close. It's like the turnover. And that's exactly what happened. If Josh Downs doesn't throw that interception, the, the Bucks probably don't score a touchdown until the fourth quarter. And it's and you're sitting there at 17-3 at halftime. You're, it's 24-3 before the fourth quarter. And you're sitting there like, yeah, the Bills are back into like the, the, the team to beat. But like if their defense isn't – all pros and Josh Allen is making mistakes. This is a team like that's a recipe to lose. Like, yeah, you'll you'll stack up ten plus wins in the in the regular season, but it's almost like Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Like, if you can always count on some shitty quarterback play at one point in this game, I just can't back this team to actually win a Super Bowl. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. And you know me, this is the team I picked to motherfucking win this division. But it's like, yo, bro, you played a close game with literally everybody. <laughs> yeah, except for Sam Howell, who who's on a fucking all-time sack record, and the Dolphins, which for whatever reason, y'all got our number when y'all play in Buffalo. Yeah. But, but yeah, I respect it. Yeah, enough for Thursday night. Let's jump into the Sunday night picks. No Saturday. No Saturday. Nah, not Saturday. No early games. We're not going over across the pond or to Germany just yet. So to kick us off for the first one o'clock game, Miami Dolphins at home, nine and a half point favorite against the Patriots. Patriots coming off a big win against the Bills, and the Dolphins coming off a bad loss against the Eagles. Uh, I Jalen Ramsey might be able to play this game, which if he does, that's insane. He was supposed to be back like mid December, so if he's back now and like everything's coming to fruition, I do know we don't have our Pro Bowler or our. our all, uh, our O-line is still really banged up, so maybe the Patriots' defense makes it a little tough. But I, to me, this is like a – you know, we used to call this in other games, but, like, we're going to take our frustration out on the little brother of the division. Like, and that's what the Patriots are this year. They're the little brother of the AFC East, and the, we came off a bad loss against the Eagles. And I think this – nine and a half points seems about right. Like, that's a – yeah, Vegas knows what they're doing. This is going to be a, a blowout in my opinion. Oh, you disrespectful. But, hey, that's how it be sometimes. You just got to beat up on your little brothers, you know. Our little brothers are the Bucks and the Panthers, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, you got to beat up on your little brothers. But, nah, I'm expecting y'all to come through with a vengeance after um, losing, after losing like the way you guys did last week to the Eagles. Because, like, it was just like you just couldn't stop the fourth downs. Like, you were killing them. You are getting the stops. You just couldn't stop that fourth down. Like, this shit is terrible. So, motherfucking – I'm expecting y'all to not only like really shot come up to show out, but I really expect y'all to just like bring the bring whatever high the Patriots are at right now and just kind of just humble the boys real quick. Cause it's crazy. Every time I look at it, like everybody's flexing Bill's 300th win, but you're like, damn, the two losses before that were his biggest losses in his entire career. So it's like, oof. Yeah, you, and, you and I'm taking the uh, Dolphins minus nine and a half because did you see damn. how the boys were, you saw how they were celebrating? After the game, like the Patriots, uh, even Gronkowski pointed it out on a podcast. They he said 
when you like the difference between now and then is back in the day, like we were title town, like we won a Super Bowl and we weren't even allowed to really celebrate that shit. He goes, we saw them, they just beat the Bills in a regular season game and they celebrated more than we did when we won a Super Bowl. That's actually funny as fuck, just because he, there's so many clips of Tom Brady after the Super Bowl and he's just like putting this stuff together. I yeah, like, yeah, so like, his clothes and shit. So, yeah, it, they dumped the Gatorade. They didn't think they'll win that game. I just don't think they'll come ready. And Kristen Gonzalez was the only thing they had to stop Tyreek the first game. And Tyreek still had a little decent game, but he, he didn't go off like he's been going off. Without Tyreek or without Kristen Gonzalez, I, it's just a chip in their armor. Yeah, I would. That, that shit was so hurtful because he was going to win defensive player rookie of the year. He was on his way. But, yeah, I think that's their biggest loss. And, um, that's something they haven't really been able to fill, even though they did get J.C. Jackson back. But like you said, man, totally blessed. Rule number one is we fade the Gatorade. Fade the Gatorade. Next game, we got the New York Bowl. We got the Giants at home, three-point underdog against the Jets here. Dalvin Cook complaining that he doesn't want to be on this team. This isn't what he signed up for with the Jets. And I'm just like, what? People in the comments are eating his ass alive because they're like, what the fuck do you think? Do you think? you were going to take Brees Hall's starting stop spot or something. Like, and everyone else is like, he's only mad because Aaron Rodgers isn't here. If Aaron Rodgers was playing, he probably wouldn't say a word right now. Yeah, that's actually crazy as fuck. I even though I would say that because, like, he, he's averaging two yards per carry. Like, he's doing ass when he does get his touches. Yeah, that's actually pretty crazy. I would have never known he was um, screaming shit like that. But this this game is interesting as fuck because if you think about it, naturally you want to take the Jets, but I don't like the Jets as a favorite at all this season. So, like, the Giants, Darren Waller, they just came off the win against the, the Commanders in a razor-tight game. Darren Waller finally scored. And this Giants team was just a little bit better. I would really, 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 really want to take them. But, like, I'm kind of split between the the – a, 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 a leaning giant, leaning giants a little bit, but like I just don't like the Jets as a favorite. See, I understand that. I want to double check this piece of information before I give it out on here. Um, also, shout out Tyler Tyrod Taylor. You know, the Giants' historic uh, franchise. He was the first black quarterback to ever give them a win. Oh, wow. Yeah, so shout out to her. But the reason I brought him up was I wanted to make sure I double checked this news. He's going to be out for this game. Oh, really? Oh, never mind. Never mind. I read it wrong. I read it wrong. Daniel Jones is still out. Tyrod Taylor still gets the start. And oh, wow. Tyrod Taylor's still playing. Uh, I want to say go with the Giants here, but I have to go with the Jets mainly just because DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner are both back. So the, the, cornerbacks are going to be back and that defense is going to be back at full power and it's that Giants O-line is still just so bad like really 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 bad and I think the Jets defense and and just how you're saying how their offense is looking better with Tyron Zach Wilson like he's just not doing that bad anymore you know like he's just he's not the reason why they're losing games per se like he's not the reason why they're winning games but him throwing three interceptions isn't happening this year and it's actually and they're and they they've been able to string along wins like they're three and three right now. You wouldn't have thought this out of this team. And honestly, if they don't get hold against the Chiefs, four and three. I mean four and two. 
Yeah, I mean, you got, yeah, that's the best way to put it. I didn't know that um, they've won two straight since they're by. <laughs> if they win a the third one, now that their defense is back together, you can kind of see this team's kind of piecing their things together and figuring it out without Aaron Rodgers. So, yeah, I mean, they even played the Eagles. That was a pretty fucking good game. So it was just like, uh, you do got, you might have to trust this Jets team. And then we got the first home dog. Oh, no, mind. The Giants are checking the kill home dog, too. But Steelers, two-point home dog going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are getting pretty healthy. Trevor Lawrence knee did not look bad last time, but um, when he played Thursday night football, he had a nice little rest. He's back now. You got TJ Watt and them boys coming off a big win last week. How do you see this game going? Fun fact. So I watched this show called TPS, and they um have like Madden Sim. They do like their picks, the Madden simulations, and the motherfucking the birth and the world. So they ask Twitter. So for the Madden simulation on this game, it said that the Jaguars, the ja- the Jack does. The Steelers are up 24-20, and the Jaguars are down at the five-yard line with six seconds left. And this motherfucker gets – Trevor Lawrence gets sacked by Keith Highsmith on fourth down to seal the game. And I was like, there's no way that's happening. That'd be crazy, though. That'd be like on some, like, the defense, the Steelers' defense is all they need type shit. But I don't like it. I don't love it. I'm taking the motherfucking um, Jaguars to come into Heinz Field and look fucking good. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers here. Home dog, first home dog I'm taking, mainly because I, I I, also got a prop. Trevor Lawrence throwing interception. He He's thrown a few this year already. He does have – he is this is gunslinger. It happens. And I think we see another T.J. Watt-esque maybe uh, – um, Joey Porter, the rookie, getting himself on the board into the rookie talk at cornerback in his first interception. I think the Steelers at home, they're going to have the uh, Trevor Lawrence. They asked him about the terrible towel, and he said, Oh, is that just this, their, their little yellow towel they like to spin around? And you know, the fucking fans didn't like that in Pittsburgh. So like yeah, I bet you that was hot. Yeah, that, that shit did not bode over well in Pittsburgh. So you just expect the fans to be there in full force. It's back to back road games for the Jaguars. They they xed one out against the Derek Carr Raiders and uh, Steelers. Uh, offense post bye week looked pretty good last last week. George Pickens a hundred and something yards. The Jaguars the last three weeks their secondary has been getting beat. I just think the Steelers here is a nice spot for a home dog to win. Yeah, I mean, I always like the Steelers as a home dog, especially especially when um especially if somebody disrespected the towel. But I don't like Kenny picking this offense against this Jaguars defense. I don't think they're really letting nothing crazy go up top over their heads. And I just don't think I think they can't get like a splash play to kind of put them in some crazy good field position. Even if unless the defense is getting picks like T.J. Watt did last week, I don't know. The defense kind of might have a – they might have to work overtime just to make – just to keep the game close. And then there has to be a miracle to keep for them to win that bitch. Next game on the slate, Kev, we're going to Tennessee where the Titans are rocking the old-school Houston Oilers jersey, arguably the best jerseys and throwbacks in the league. 
against your Atlanta Falcons, where y'all are two and a half point favorites on the road. Kev, I don't know when's the last time you were two and a half point favorites on the road ever on this show. So like every, 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 time, we go, every time we go see the Panthers, duh. Every oh, time that's, we, true. that's true. That we all probably we, are. And we were just in Tampa. We could we should have been two point favorites on ask, but we don't y'all would have cashed because we only bust them by one. No, we bust them by two. Yeah. That half point makes a difference. Yeah, no, I'm saying some motherfucking it, it, Vegas, you finally caught up. We finally figured it out. But no, nah, man, this is actually gonna be a great fucking game because um the the first off, they gotta figure out their quarterback situation. I think it's like Will Levis starting and like they're gonna have Malik Willis come in for like maybe like wildcat plays and shit like that, or like some speed options. But I don't think they're gonna have him throwing that bitch. But they gotta figure that out. So I'm guessing they're gonna lean heavy on Derrick Henry. And that's when our defense has to show that we are top ten in both rushing and passing. Let's make sure we remind them that. And after after that, I'm ho- I'm hoping B. John Robinson plays this week. I heard that we was getting investigated for the fact that B. John wasn't on the injury report, but he only played like one snap last week. So it was like, oof. See, we look. The questionable thing I had to explain that to my dad. I was like, the questionable thing is not just that he played one snap. Because it's one thing to play the first snap of the game and get pulled. That happens. But for you to go in randomly in the fourth quarter to play one snap, because normally if you you just don't play the game, everyone gets their money back on that that bet. Yeah, so that looks so crazy. So we'll see. We'll see what they um, say about that. But if B. John's looking healthy and comes in this bitch and runs out, I like it. Don't forget about my dog, Young Hoku. So, like, this, I think we have the weapons to bust their ass and really um get to start get two games in a row and stay number one in the NFC South. And I I do think y'all have a top ten run and pass defense. Y'all's defense really is holding it down. And uh, what due to the murky situation, if Tannehill was playing here, I'm probably maybe rocking with Vrabel as a home dog. But the old saying: if you got two quarterbacks, you got no quarterback. That is. Definitely true. If you're having, if you're telling the world, like, yeah, we're gonna have to play both of them because we really don't know what the fuck we're doing right now. That's scary. And you're going up against some top ten defense that's gonna shut down probably both sides of the ball. And then, like, I do think the Titans have a good run defense. They were definitely better earlier in the season, but they've shown holes as the season's progressing. That okay, like, it's not, it, it, they're not as elite as they showed in the first weeks. And I think that y'all, it's Carterwell Patterson, y'all went up against the Bucks, and Patterson had like 60 yards on like six carries. Like, y'all find ways to get holes. Not every run, like Alagir didn't eat, but someone's going to eat out of the, this three-headed backfield. And mm-hmm. so I really like y'all as a road. Uh, I got y'all as my, one of my locks as well. Give me the two and a half here. I, I, I mean, Falcons win by more two and a half. I, the, the defense is going to show up and show out. I expect a defensive touchdown even out of these boys. Yeah, yeah, and I'm expecting Desmond Ritter. One thing I like about Desmond Ritter is he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. The boy fumbled three times last week, but the boy doesn't throw crazy interceptions like that. So we're not reverent. So we never have a fear to motherfucking throw that bitch. Yeah, and he's like he started off the season in the 100 passing yards. He's been on a little streak of like 250, 300, 220, 260, like putting out respectable numbers. He's getting better. He's he's getting better throughout. And no matter what, that's our quarterback. You know me, I'm going to stand behind my quarterback. 
Then, Unless he's Zach Wilson last year. Going over to the Panthers, they're three and a half point underdog at home, searching for their first win. Going up against the Texans here. Texans are three and a half point favorite on the road, Kev. Are you it's the battle of the rookies? Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. They've circled this on the calendar. You know, this is a big deal for both of these uh quarterbacks. How's it go? I mean this Texans team was considerably better than this than this um Carolina team. And everybody's looking like, damn, maybe CJ Stroud should have been the number one pick. So it's cool that they're getting the battle of the number one picks. And it's cool to see see the Panthers probably hope to get a win. I do like the um connection um Bryce Young and Adam Thielen are making. They're looking like they're figuring stuff out and meshing meshing better. But this CJ CJ Stroud's gonna come in and show like, yeah, but I was supposed to be number one pick. He's gonna have another three hundred yard game, most likely three touch two to three touchdowns. And this the Texas defense is gonna show why they're like a top, why they're actually one of the better defenses in the league and most slept on. Yeah, this is a not only is it circled, but this is a big revenge game. CJ Stroud was told by Josh McCowan and the upper echelon of the coaching staff. I don't know if Matt Rule is part of it, but, like, they're telling him basically, like, hey, we're going to play pickup basketball games when we draft you. Like, we can't wait. Like, whenever you pick out your house, make sure you have a hoop so I can uh, so I can hoop your ass up. Like, they was really talking like some homies, thinking he's going to get drafted first overall. And then the come to find out, this actually broke last week in the news, uh, Tepper, the owner, he he's the one that wanted Bryce Young. So at the end of the day, even though the coaches want to see Jay Stroud and they told they basically verbally told him they're gonna take him, they take Bryce Young at the last second because that's who the, uh that's who Tepper wants. Wow. So yeah, it's his fault. Why the boys a second? Sounds so, like Tepper. CJ Stroud, you know, he he hasn't forgot about those conversations. And, oh, he's been watching the last dance. He took that personal. Yeah, so this is the circle to three and a half. I'm laying them. Give me Houston minus three and a half. Uh, I think uh, Thielen and them have a good day fantasy wise, just because they're going to start garbage points. Garbage points is going to happen, but this is going to be Houston Texas game all day for the first three quarters. Oh yeah, for sure, without a doubt. Then on our next game. Cowboys, six-point favorite at home against the Los Angeles Rams. Dak Prescott and them boys are back off of their bye week. Um, and the Rams are coming off. Didn't they, uh, the Rams? Yeah, no, the Rams are coming off a loss to the Steelers last week. And the Cowboys coming off their bye week. Cowboys, six-point favorite. Full, should be fully healthy on the offensive line and defensive line for a first time in a little while. Should be a fun game, honestly. This was something like NFC playoff matchups a couple of years ago. Who was it? The Cowboys versus the who? The Rams. Oh, I don't know about this Rams team, Kyle. You keep selling me on these motherfuckers. You kept seeing if motherfucking I was they trying three and all. four. They scrappy. You keep selling me on these motherfuckers. I keep thinking like this is a Rams team that just had a Super Bowl hangover last year. And they go, and then I seen their game last week against the motherfucking um against the Steelers. And I'm thinking like, oh, they're not him at all. <laughs> no, nah, they it's, but their offense that does look better with Cooper Cup. I'll give him that. 
Yeah, and Puka. Puka's nice. Yeah, Puka's still eating. Puka's still doing his. I thought he was his whole role with the menace when he, uh, Cooper Cup came back. I'm not going to lie. But for him to still be putting up like five, six, he's this offense is looking better than when Robert Woods was the number two. Like Puka is looking, is, this is looking better. Puka's looking better than what Robert Woods was doing over there. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I've never been. I think the first season of our podcast, I might have been a Matthew Stafford supporter. I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm not. I think I might. Um, first got off of that the Super Bowl too, I believe. Yeah, I feel like it's like a one of one type shit. Like it was a Cooper Cup legendary season, and now the defense is a, a keying in on that shit. And I got to take a Matthew Stafford interception prop. I keep he has six interceptions on the year already. This is week eight. Like he's almost due every game for one. This is a prop I haven't been cashing in when I should have throughout these weeks. I think uh, the defense is just – the Cowboys, you can say whatever you want about their offense, but their defense is just a complete different playmaker. Like, they're the 49ers, Eagles, Cowboys. Like, their defense can just take over games. And Stafford on the road, we're going to see an interception out of him. And the Cowboys have definitely – I got the Cowboys here. Are you taking the rest? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Come on, why, why would I take that? But my question is, like, crazy quick, and we can get on to the next game. The Cowboys – Coming off of bye, correct? Yeah. What what's up? What's up? You think their offense is gonna look poised today? Again, a poise this week against um Aaron Donald. Can they make can that offense make splashes or just gonna be the defense saving the day? I wanna say so the Rams, they do allow a lot of rushing yards. So I think we might see a good Tony Pollard. I think the Cowboys look really good this week, actually. Now that I really think about it, just because if when they look good, it's because Tony Pollard is cutting up 80, 90 yards, 100 yards, play action, C.D. Lamb, Gallup, Cooks, Ferguson, the tight end, has looked pretty good. But, like, when they get into that West Coast offense they like to really run, I think that's when they look really good. And the Rams, you, you can do that against them. And that's why – and then off and – and then when they eat off of their defense, off of big sack where it's like – third and 20 and they know they're getting the ball back in good field position like their punt returner turpin he's a dog like, he'd be taking shit like 30 40 yards he hasn't scored a touchdown yet but he's going to this season you can almost always count on that damn he might wait to the playoffs but yeah so I, the cowboys i think this is gonna be a game where they're cooking on all three cylinders special teams defense and offense that is what that's the best but on to the next game divisional rival big big Meaning in the division standings as well. Packers at home taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Packers coming off a loss. Jordan Love throws the interception against the Broncos where they could have went to go get a field goal to win the game. Vikings coming off a win. Prime time against the 49ers when no one thought it was fucking possible. How are we going with this game here? Are we riding the Kirk Cousins high? They're going to keep stacking the wins together? Or is Jordan Love, they're at home, Lambeau Field, they, they find a way to win. They, I think they have a good record against the Vikings at home. I'm going to look so crazy at the end of these picks because I feel like I've been taking all favorites. Like, I'm this not was trusting. a pick them. It's even money right now on both sides. Okay, because I'm going to say I'm not trusting shit this week. Because i definitely taking the Vikings. The Vikings, um, I'm taking the Vikings on this game because Kirk Cousins, we faded him on prime time. They beat the 49ers team, even though this 49ers team might be out of um offensive weapons. 
they did still rack up like what thirty three on that fucking defense. Yeah, they did. So like, so like, it's still gonna be a fucking on um, this. Kirk Cousins is figuring something out, and they're doing all this without Jay Jettis. Jordan Addison is just looking like a, a different type of beast. So I definitely am riding my the Vikings on this one because the Packers. No, I'm not the biggest fan of their offense, and I think they can beat up on bad defenses. The Vikings defense isn't the greatest, even slightly. So, but I do like them to put up another thirty, another thirty burger, while the Packers might not be able to keep up with that pace. Yeah, no, I'm gonna have to co-sign the Vikings pick here. After watching the Packers lose to the Broncos, I know they're at home, but the Vikings they keep they they're getting their mojo back, where they're finding ways to win these fifty-fifty games, and. This might be a game closer than what it should be, but I think the like you said, Addison, Hawkinson, KG Osborne, and even the the running, even though they're splitting carries, they were looking both pretty efficient, Madison and Cam Akers, against the 49ers, which is one of the more elite defenses. So against this Packer defense, I think the offense is gonna look pretty good. Kirk Cousins is second in total yards right now. If it wasn't for Tua and the Miami historic pace right now. People would be talking about Kirk Cousins like sixteen hundred yards right now. He's slinging that thing. He put a three hundred and sixty or some shit yards against the 49ers last week. No, nah, for real. And I'm not gonna lie to you. I did some, I did some research on the greatest show on turf the other the other night, and the fact that they did that at the time that they did that was insane. Nineteen ninety nine to like two thousand. Yeah, yeah, they were not fucking up, and like. Their best season was the season where Kurt Warner got hurt and motherfucking um, Marshall Falk won the MVP for, like, having damn near 2,000 scrimmage yards. Like, they figured out so many ways to feed him the ball. Yeah, that's just crazy. How we do Tyreek Hill? Yeah, Dolphins. the Dolphins are fucking monsters for being able to beat that. Like, that shit is insane. Next game, we got the Colts one-point underdog at home against the New Orleans Saints, both three and four, both looking to go 500 right here. Colts, Garnu Mitchell show has not looked bad. Probably should have beat the Browns, uh, put up uh, 30-something points against the number one defense of all time right now on paper. So, and the Browns are not, just like how we're talking about the 49ers a second ago, like super elite defense. And the fact that the Garnu Mitchell and, this, and Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss, Michael Pittman, everyone look great against them, kind of gives Colts fans hope that they can do the same thing against the Saints, um, Saints defense that's coming into town. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I think that 75-yard um, um, touchdown by Michael Pittman is highly uh, – doing something like that is highly unlikely. But it got fucking did. So it shows that, like, they got plays and ways to get down get down the motherfucking playmakers. Yeah, you got playmakers, you feel me? So you got to respect this Colts team, especially in that game against the Browns. And they really should have won that bitch. That last drive, I was watching the NFL mic'd up. The Forrest Buckner was on a mission that game. He got the um, – he almost had that athletic-ass pick, but the floor, but the um, ball touched the floor. And then he had that fucking um, – they got the um, – they, the, they got the fumble, and then he um, recovered that bitch, and then they, they had the illegal contact in the secondary. Yeah, all that bullshit. And, and then he was the second person to touch um Kareem Hunt on that um on that touchdown that he literally I swear only his elbow crossed the line, Paul. Like the ball probably got in there some way, somehow for like point point zero four seconds. But motherfucking 
I swear I only seen his elbow, and that's kind of what the deciding factor for me was. So DeForest Buckner is coming on a mission. I think this defense is coming on a mission. And eh, I'm not going to hate on the Saints. I'm just saying, like, they did just come off AL. Yeah, I'm going to have to ride the home dog here in the Colts, too. I think their offense is looking better than what a lot of people expect, and they keep doing it. Somehow they're finding ways. Garner Minshew showing he got the moxie. He he looked good. He got the shimmy. Two rushing touchdowns. Like if you don't you don't expect that out of Garnew, he can shimmy on them boys. And Derek Carr, he's definitely hurt. He was playing super hurt last game towards the end of the game. How much can he really leave on the field? He's doing like his best Matthew Stafford impersonation right now with the way he's out there, like just throwing up three hundred yards, just willing himself out there. But I think the Colts the Colts are gonna have his number. Next game, divisional. I, I will say I do expect a good game out of Alvin Kamara. I was say I do expect a good game out of out of Alvin Kamara, but that's about it. I don't really see the Saints doing team doing too much. He's like projected like 140 targets right now, which is insane because he missed the first few weeks. Huh. Commanders are seven point underdog at home against the Eagles. This this was the last time they played this earlier this season, 34-31 overtime game. Do you expect the same thing out of this game, Kev? Like a close game, divisional, they know each other, or? This division is so fucking weird. Because stuff like that happens all the time. Because remember, the Commanders is the only team that beat them last year, too. So maybe the Commanders have their number. They just motherfucking might. But I'm not trusting this Commanders team. Sam Howell, who's going, who's on a fucking record pace for how many sacks he's been, he's taking. What's. This Eagles defense better come through and eat. And I'm expecting another big play out of the big play slate. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It isn't as simple as that. I don't trust Sam Howell. He had that one good game against them. The Eagles probably are want to have that revenge game here, make him like he ain't that good. We can show him he's not that good. And that's exactly what I think is going to happen in Washington. Yep, you got to see, see how this shit goes. Seahawks versus the Browns. Seahawks are a four-point favorite. Both four and two, shockingly. Four-point favorite are Seahawks. Browns, again, with P.J. Walker. Deshaun Watson's not going to play. Dude, does that even matter at this point? I think the offense looks pretty damn similar with either quarterback in there. But maybe I'm just hating. But I don't know. It looks the same. If anything, he's not throwing as many turnovers. I don't see. I see... The only difference I see is that, like, I do trust. I would, I could see, I, I would, I wouldn't say I trust, but I'm in a, and if they were in the same position last week, I could see Deshaun Watson figuring somehow, some way to score a touchdown on that drive, and they probably wouldn't have two of them relied on the reps. So I'm gonna say, PJ Walker is probably just like a slight step down from Deshaun Watson, but not much, and we're looking at a whole game perspective. So, eh, I think this game goes either way. What about you? The Browns' defense is really just manhandling shit right now. Except and, last week. Yeah, except last week. And the Seahawks, their offense, they, I don't know if they can get the run game going. And when Geno has been throwing 40-plus passes, he's been throwing interceptions, multiple interceptions. And it could get real. It could The Browns' defense could really win them this game. If P- and 
I don't know if they, the Seahawks really have the defense to really stop the Browns. If, if like the Colts couldn't really either. Yeah, I mean, I think I look at this game and I kind of leave it to go down. And I feel like it comes down to coaching because I feel like both of them have like they can put together um game plans and they have the ensembles because stylistically they match up well against each other. I'm kind of trusting and leaning on Pete Carroll a little bit. I don't expect this. Um, Seahawks offense to look fucking insane or anything like that, but I do expect them to like find the holes in the zone, um, pass the ball out to everybody because I forgot what I forget his name, but they even had the rookie. Um, last there was a rookie. Um, the rookie last week scored his first touchdown, so I'm expecting them to find ways to pass out the fall and come out with the four with all their own weapons and use utilize all their weapons against his Browns defense. And just be, and I gotta give it to the, I gotta pick the Seahawks just because I saw what the Colts did to this defense last week. Maybe that's a one and done type of thing, but they showed that they can be scored on again and again and again, and you can pull, and you can find big, make pull, make big plays on them. So I'm, I'm gonna say that one of my best bets is the Browns plus four here. I just think they have a really good defense to keep it close, and. We don't have many splits on the on the card yet, so I guess I gotta make some differences with you. So I'm gonna go with the Browns here on the road. I just think their defense could really uh, pick apart Geno and then stop the run game. I could see it. I want to see what the um, hopefully the Seahawks defense can kind of um, can kind of I can kind of have a better game than I'm expecting, and that's gonna be the deciding factor because this this offense versus Kevin Spansky's defense versus Pete Carroll's offense is gonna battle out all day. And then these next two ones are probably going to be blowouts. Uh, honestly, the next the, the 4 o'clock games are all going to be probably blowouts. But uh, Ravens versus Cardinals in Arizona. Cardinals are 10-point underdog at home against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens show, which is this blew out the uh, Lions last week. Uh, the Cardinals, maybe we were right after the first week. They were going to get that one. Uh, like They're going to show up for one win which they didn't get in the first week, but they got it against the Cowboys in week three. But after they get their first win, that's it. They're going to get that one win. We can't. I picked them last week against the Seahawks. It was kind of competitive for a little bit till it wasn't. There's no way I'm picking them against the Ravens here. They're just look like they're finally getting everything going. No, that's just crazy. I'm not going to lie. I'm looking at the Steelers versus Saints preview right now, and I'm just seeing – I've just remembered that – um that – that drop by Moreau, so I'm like, damn. Yeah. Maybe the Saints, maybe the Saints team remembers that and they're gonna come in on a mission, but I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, nah, they they left it all on the field that night. Nah, dead ass. But back to this game. Um, who's playing? The Ravens versus Cardinals. Oh, so Josh Dobbs, scrappy, scrappy young cat man. We fuck with Josh Dobbs. You feel me? I, I go cop the Josh Dobbs if it wasn't for the fact you can't find a jersey in the soap. <laughs> yeah. But this Ravens team finally looks like they're clicking. I mean, a lot of people have been dick riding the Ravens recently because they have that they finally they offense is finally looking good again. And like it's not finally looking good, but they're kind of crashing on. They're just looking like a very well-oiled machine and they have a great record right now. So it looks even better to say that shit. But I'm expecting this Cardinals defense to look like the Cardinals defense allowed this Ravens team to look fucking great and finish this game and finish the game up. That's all I'm hearing. 
I think it's gonna be a blowout. There's it might be or kind of close early, but the Cardinals have shown second half of games they just get they just lose. Yeah, this Ravens. I think they're gonna look good for the second the beginning too, and then they're just the Ravens are just gonna stray away. But Ravens also put up like twenty one against the fucking um Lions early, so I'm just like, whoa. Next game, seven another big spread. Chiefs seven point favorite against the Broncos in Denver. The Broncos already beat them earlier this year. I think it was eighteen nine, low scoring game. Rust threw two picks, like I said he would. Like this is another game where the Chiefs defense has been playing out of their minds, and there's no way I'm. There's I'm unless you still believe it in Bronco County. I, I'm all my shares are basically sold. I'm going with the Chiefs. They shouldn't have even won that game last week against the Packers, but they did. No, I cashed in on my, I cashed in on some Bronco County magic last week. You feel me? I still got my property, but Chiefs is way better than this team. Like there should be no reason. They should never be in doubt. Taylor might be there, so you know the NFL is going to show show her as much as possible. And I've been noticing that Pat Mahomes' wife, like. Is very very friendly with Taylor um with Taylor Swift, so it's not obviously they're probably good friends because like they're the ones that probably hang out and stuff like that and know each other, but um I just feel like she does that shit on purpose. Now she's getting fucking um TV time as well, but oh, maybe yeah, I'm all the TV time. Yeah, yeah I was say maybe I'm seeing something that's not there, but I will see, we will see we will see the Broncos and the Chiefs um we will see the Broncos look fucking terrible against this Chiefs team. It was a close game last time, so Andy Reid and them boys is coming through with the mindset of, yeah, we're going to show that we're way better than this team, and they're going to score at will, in my opinion. Yeah, the Broncos' defense is terrible. They're saying Jerry Judy might go for, like, a fourth-round pick. Patrick Sertain is on the board. They really might just start cleaning house over there, which is insane. Hey, man, you seen the old owners got the fuck up out of there. said, I'm tired of this shit. It's the Walmart. This is the Walmart family problem. Yeah. Y'all can fix it. Next game, 49ers. Five-point favorite at home against the Bengals. 49ers, no Brock Purdy. He probably isn't going to clear concussion protocol. He had concussion symptoms on the way back after the Monday night game against the Vikings. So Sam Darnold is looking like he may start for this team. They say the system is the system and it's going to look the same no matter who you put in there. Who knows? But we'll find out against the Bengals. But the amount of sleepless nights Kyle Shannon has to have, because, like, every time everything looks like it's all good, everything looks like everything's smooth, we figured it out, somebody gets hurt. There's probably not one year he hasn't had to deal with a quarterback injury since he left the Falcons. No, that's so it's like, damn, again? Again? Do they have to deal with um, – I didn't even know Sam Darnold was their backup. I thought he was still on the Panthers, truthfully. So, it sucks to be motherfucking Kyle Shanahan and always have to deal with this shit. But, they always have to deal with this shit. So, I think the system's a system. And even though it might not be a pretty-ass win, they could get the win here, especially against the Bengals team. But the Bengals did have a bye last week, so they might be juiced up a little piece. Yeah, it's hard to trust. It's hard because the Bengals look good, but they didn't look great going into the bye. They didn't give me the hope of, like, yeah, the offense is completely back. Uh, 49ers defense, once again, is just a scary unit. I'm de- I'm not taking them five points, though, but I definitely think the 49ers are going to win this game. Sam Darnold, Brock Purdy, 
like you said, the system is the system. And the Bengals defense is they they're weak against the run. And I think that's exactly where they'll get exposed with Christian McCaffrey and them boys. Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. Hopefully this um Christian McCaffrey has a, a three touchdown game, two um one running, one throwing. One catching, like you feel me, like that's I think not out of the realm of possibilities either, which is insane. I think this is one of those games where he kind of does does a little bit of everything. Is Debo gonna play? I don't think Debo's playing, but Trent Williams, I think, may be back. Ooh, they need that. Need that. Next game, prime time. This game probably looked a lot better earlier in the year. Who knows? It actually might be exciting. Chargers are eight and a half point favorite at home against the Bears. Undrafted free agent Tyson Burgett is still the starter. That boy was a smooth criminal last weekend, the dub for the Bears. Just a few more wins away from Justin Fields' total wins with the Bears. Do you think this is going to be a blowout? Do you think it's going to be a blowout? It's eight and a half points on the spread. Do you think the Chargers are actually going to come in here and take care of business like that? Um. I think it's going to score 24-plus points. I think they only scored like 16 that week. So, I'm not going to make this – I'm not going to put a bunch of respect on this Chargers offense because they love to let me down. But I do expect them to win this fucking game. I don't think the Bears secondary has much. I also said the same shit last week, and they and looked a little crazy. But I think the quarterback, the new quarterback, he got his, he got his game. He looked good. And they got the win. If he looks good again, he might be a little bit of the truth. But I expect this Chargers team to come through and, like, handle business. Especially, I don't think they played last week either, did they? Yeah, no, they're coming off a bye as well. Oh, yeah, so I'm expecting them. Oh, no, no, they did play last week. They got beat by the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But that game looked good until the second half. Yeah, then it came into a boat race second half. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But, yeah, the Chargers better handle business. Yeah, I think the Chargers take care of business here. If the Bears had a better secondary, you could talk me into it. Uh, but the the Chargers, uh, Keenan Allen's probably going to cut up. Joshua Palmer at wide receiver number two is going to have a field day. Justin Herbert might throw for three touchdowns. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'll take the over one and a half passing touchdowns on this. Uh, Eckler. Could have a huge game. We haven't seen much out of him. He might get one rushing, one uh, receiving. I could see him have a multi-touchdown game here against the Bears. Yeah, I like the Chargers here. And actually, give me the – I'm going to wait because I feel like this number is going to go down. So I'll wait till the kickoff to actually take my official pick. But, like, if it's close to seven, I'm taking the Chargers, like, minus seven. But not minus eight and a half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd take it. Because I, I don't see this Bears team scoring more than, like, 14 or 17. Yeah, you probably talked me into it. Give me the charge of my A's a half. But I, whatever number it is towards kickoff, if it's smaller, that's the number I'm riding with, too. Yeah, I mean, I take the charges plus 10. I'm not going to lie to you, but maybe I'm a hater. <laughs> then we got Monday Night Football. Lions, eight-point favorite at home against the Raiders. This is our last game on the slate. The Raiders look fucking terrible. I think Jimmy G might play. I think it's up in this. I'll have to figure that out real quick while we think about this game. But Lions coming off an embarrassment loss against the Ravens 
after everyone was talking about maybe their Super Bowl potentials. So how does this game go for you, Kev, as I pull up the Jimmy G situation? I feel like I've watched a lot of Raiders games this year. Like I feel like I've watched I've watched a lot of Derek Carr on the Saints and I've watched a lot of Raiders games this year, which is funny because like where were y'all when Derek when my dog Derek was there? So Jimmy but, G Jimmy G is poised to start. Okay. I mean, I don't know how great that is. But I'm expecting this my Lions to come through and like look fucking great. I took him last week and looked stupid. My dog Gibbs scored. But he was on the bench because I forgot to set my fantasy lineup last week. So, damn, that that hurts the worst. I'm not gonna lie. Not for real. And like Derek Carr was um scored like 25. He was on the bench. I had Joe Burrow come. Joe Burrow on the bye starting. So um, I'm expecting his lines to really use this as a bounce back game. They really got to come through. They're really gonna come through and remind him that like, yo, we are a Super Bowl contender team. We're going to the playoffs. Yeah, I don't uh, – David Montgomery, I'm not sure on his status yet. That might be the biggest news, honestly. But that defensive line for the Lions is going to dominate the Raiders up front. That's that's just the thing. Aiden Hutchinson, when I saw him – Aiden Hutchinson, I got to see him next to Miles Garrett because he was making look everyone look like children next to him. I was like, he's huge. I didn't know – how big is Trayvon Walker? Because they are talking about how – Trayvon Walker's a, a different beast. And I'm looking at Aiden Hutchinson, like, y'all calling him kind of small. <laughs> like, he's, he's, he looks like a grown-ass man out there. Now, Aiden Hutchinson, it looks like a genuine, just like, Madden, a Madden, like, some Madden junkie player. Like, he's just like a creative player just running around this bitch. Yeah, and Doing that's how I expect him to do Monday night against the Raiders. Just completely mm-hmm. dominate. This, uh, what's the spread again? Eight points, yeah, that's probably about right. Yeah, they're just gonna come in here. Um, even with Jimmy G, the rate of uh, Lions defense is gonna own them, and the Raiders defense is ass. And Jared Goff has looked great outside of last week, and expect him to have a huge bounce back week this week. Yeah, I can see it, but I will say I do expect Max Crosby to break have it because that boy has been game breaking all motherfucking year. That's oh no, the Lions' old line has been one tough. Some bitch this year. Yeah, I will say I'm not expecting like five sack game from Brody. Well, I don't expect that from anybody on a regular basis, but I I do see him being a game breaker. I always love watching him play. All right, Kev. Well, we wrapped up the slate, and now before we get out of here, the last thing on the to-do list is to give out the two locks and our one dog, Kev. And as always, to keep the good mojo going, I'm gonna throw it to you first. Appreciate you, appreciate you, appreciate you, Kawu. Um, I think to for the locks this week, I'm gonna go out of my comfort zone. Two teams I don't think I've ever locked up before. I'm gonna lock up the Cowboys. I like them to fuck up the Rams, and I'm gonna lock up the Jaguars on the road in Heinz Field. Don't know why. Something's telling me to lock that thing up. So I locked those up, and because I didn't dog them last week. I'm a dog, my boy Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, and uh, um, the Vikings. What about you, man? So my two locks, I'm actually gonna go with the Atlanta Falcons on the road against. The I wanted Washington. to. Oh, They're going to go against the backup quarterbacks in the Tennessee Titans. Uh, you can hate on Tannehill as much as you want, but having backup quarterbacks make a difference. 
they're not going to be – well, you have two quarterbacks. You don't have a quarterback. Simple as that. Falcons defense is elite right now, and the run game will find a way. Give me the Falcons on the road. And then another road warrior. Surprised you didn't lock this one up, Kev. Give me the Texans over the Panthers. C.J. Stroud thought it was almost a Panther himself. The coaches wanted him. David Tepper, the owner, came in and said, give me Bryce Young the last second. C.J. Stroud was even looking at houses, they say, in North Carolina. So this is a big revenge spot for the young young rookie who honestly is looking like one of the better young rookies we've had a long time. Like, like chip on the shoulder, no problem. Like, he's – his rookie season looking better than Trevor Lawrence's rookie season. Joe Burrow got hurt, so we couldn't really see his rookie season for real. And like Tua didn't really ever. Like he's like Justin Herbert's rookie season is comparable to TJ Stroud's right now. Like, and that's good company for rookie season. That's really good company. So yeah, I respect it. Um, that's crazy. I like your picks. Those are really good picks. And then for my dog, should I go? Because I'm thinking I should go with the Browns, but give me. See, I don't want to go to Steelers because I don't want to. I don't want to fuck up with. I don't want to fuck up the Jaguars mojo on your locks. So I guess I'm gonna have to go with the Colts at home here against the Saints. At their card, hurt. He's really I, hurt. I, I almost dogged them. I almost dogged the boys too, but I was like, nah, nah, nah. I tried Kirk last week. I ain't gonna do him again this week. And they try to cheat them boys at the rest. I feel like the rest might be on their side. The rest might actually give them the calls this week just to, you know, like, make up for it. You know, they're like, my bad. Here's this game type shit. And Derek Carr, he's hurt. I just think the Colts defense is going to have something for him. I forgot to give out this prop. They made Derek Carr interception prop as well this week. Not for real. But before we get the fuck out of here, it just really hit me that it's the Bears – Versus the Chargers on primetime. Like, who the fuck? That's why I said that. it was supposed to look a lot better when people were thinking MVP Justin Fields to make the schedule and shit. Yeah, that looks terrible. But hey, man, that's the fucking week, man. I'm expecting, I'm most excited for the Halloween costumes to come out. I mean, my Halloween costume just came in the mail. You already see me. I see you, Mr. Joker. So I can't wait to see everybody's Halloween costumes this weekend because, you know, this, them boys be snappers. And uh, I gotta go pick up mine. I already got the little Gio one. Nice. But hey, man, that's NFL week eight. Shout out, Powell, man. My boy has to get back to his handling some business. You feel me? I gotta go, motherfucking. Now that I fucking already fell asleep, I don't know what the fuck I'm about to do in my life for the next couple of hours. But we're gonna catch you on the next one, man. Thanks for checking us out, man. If you didn't know, we still got the MMA fights, the Friday Night Fight Clubs coming out every week. So make sure you tap in with those, man. Francis Nugano versus Tyson Fury this week. That's a banger. It's going to be a fun, fucking entertaining ass fucking card. And shout out everybody, everybody for tuning in, man. If you didn't know, my name's Kev Waterboy Savoy. I'm in this bitch with Paul Pickering Wyndham Concert. And this has been another episode of the Totally Blitz podcast. Yep. Be it.